0: Welcome to Chris in Christ, a show about being redeemed and saying so. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm so excited you tuned in to today's testimony and transparency. Let's stay connected. Follow me on all social media platforms and anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Just put in Chris in Christ. Let's go. First things first, what's on top? What's a thing you've got to get out of your way so that you can focus today? What's on top for me this week? is something that I think is really personal, but it's also like extremely helpful because I know I'm not the only one going through it. So I'm going to share it with you all. But like my thoughts have been swarming me. Like sometimes I just feel so washed up. Like girl, don't nobody want you. You used to have everything you wanted. You used to have a great significant other others and now you don't have nothing and you know you're you're getting close to 30 and ain't nobody gonna want you and don't nobody want to settle down at this age and ain't nobody gonna want you because you're not gonna have sex with them you know you're gonna be lonely the rest of your life like all these things like you're not pretty no more you don't wear certain stuff so no dude's gonna look at you just just stupid stuff that goes through my head more so now because I actually work with other adults now and I'm not surrounded by high schoolers all day so it's okay for me to put some effort into my appearance and you know I'm around young people too that are getting engaged that are you know with somebody or married and I genuinely am happy for them. But it also kind of forces me to look at my own situation. And I will be honest, like this is something that I not that I don't struggle with often. Oh, but when I do, it hits hard. I mean, so hard and rarely am I like in my emotions and it like affects how I kind of work throughout the day. Like, oh, Especially today, Lord Jesus. Oh my God. Today was hard. And I'm just like, you know, I'll just be a nun and be, I don't know. That kind of look at it is like, well, God, I, I had my fun in the way that you didn't want me to have my fun, but I had it. Like I've had relationships. I've had all this stuff before and I kind of feel like I'm on probation right now. <laughs> Man, I don't know. But today was a rough day and I thought I'd share that with y'all because it does get hard even though like I was in singles ministry and I would like teach singles classes. It is hard no matter who you are. It is hard to be single. Period. And I've been dealing with this for a while, and I wanted to do this topic a long time ago, but I was like, just wait on it. And so now it's here. Today we're talking about singleness and celibacy. Probably the two hardest sounding words I've ever had to deal with. So I know if I'm struggling out here, someone else out there is struggling too, and I just pray that this will be able to help you today. So let's go back to 2016, where I just started to um, go to Bible study, and I just got baptized. And I remind you, I go to the Bible study for people that are in their in their twenties. So I'm going. I'm thinking, all right, yeah, it's a good day. I'm gonna go and get my little Bible study on, you know. Go and sit down. Within the first ten minutes of the Bible study, one of the girls raised her hand and was saying how. Something, something, something. I'm working on being celibate. And I'm like, like, wait, what? Celibacy. I totally forgot that that was even a part (laughs) part of the program. Like, dang, God did say he don't want us to have sex before marriage. And I was like, well, that's out the window. And then God was like, "Uh -uh, uh uh, you can still do this. Even though you messed up, you could still do this. And so from that day on, I was like, okay, going to have to do the hardest thing in the world and probably give up one of the most greatest things in the world, if we're just being totally honest. That was my mindset at the time. I'm like, okay, God, give me what I need to do it. So I started with doing this Bible study plan that I really loved. Of course, y'all know. It's by Rick Warren. It Surprise, surprise. But it's called Transformed. And it really taught me like the three main keys of what I needed to um, pretty much starve out or stop any old habit and to create a new one. And the main thing, I think, which was the biggest part of my success and like what God used to really show his power was the power of knowing your triggers. So like Rick broke it all the way down to the to the 5 Ws like who who are you around that makes you want to have sex like is it your significant other do you do one night stands is it like a certain looking certain type of looking person um you know like who's around or are you around couples and then that makes you when you go home at the end of the night call up old boy and say hey you want to come over um is it after parties Is it, um, when you've been invited to a wedding and you don't have a plus one, like, who are you around that causes you to want to do that? Um, when, like, I knew the weekends were like my thing Saturday, like it was going to go down Saturdays are my days. And so I was like, okay, so on Saturdays I need to make, and at late nights, you know, I need to make sure that I have a plan because it's not a matter of if it happens, it it's when. So if you can get ahead of the behavior and with prayer and everything, like you will be able to conquer this. You know, where are you when you feel those urges? Are you home alone? Are you in your friend's room in their bed? Are you on a couch with a significant other or a love interest? Like, where are you? Did you go to the strip club? Did you go on vacation and no one knows you there? So you could probably get away with it. Like, where are you? Where are the places that trigger you? So looking at those triggers were huge, 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 huge. Um, And the biggest thing, the biggest W, I guess, would be the why. This is where God showed up all the way through. So I went to a Bible study for the first time with a group, a singles ministry group in my church. I heard that they were doing a study on sex, relationship, and marriage and things like that. And I was like, oh, I need to go to that because I'm trying to do this new thing. And it sounded interesting. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. So the first or second day that I go, the assignment was write a letter to God. And I'm like, that sounds weird then it got weirder. Write a letter to God about sex. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I'm not about to do that. And then my she's my mentor and friend now, but she's also the leader of the singles ministry. She's like, just watch what it does. So I went home, I got a pen and paper and I wrote dear God at the top. And I'm like, okay, this is about to get weird. But she was like, really think about like, what did you learn about sex growing up, like who taught you about it? Where did you get your ideals from? Did you think it was bad or were you raised to just not get pregnant? Like, you know, when, if at all, did you start having sex? What were the circumstances? Why did you want to do it? Um, how does it make you feel? How do you feel when you want to have sex? Like if after if it's been a long day and you're stressed out, is that one of your triggers? Um, And then just really laying it all out before God and saying, like, this is what it is. This is how I've been living my life for all this time. This is how I viewed what you've created. And I now see I'm learning that that's not what you intended it for. But this is what it was. And I'm willing to learn it your way. And I think this letter ties so perfectly with the scripture I want to focus on today. One of the key ones that kind of helped me get through, which, which is Philippians 2 and 13, which says, for we have the Holy Spirit working in us, giving us the power and the desire to do what pleases him. So it's like, okay, I know I can't be celibate on my own terms. Obviously, I can't. So not only is God going to change my desire, he's going to take that away. I have God is going to give me his desire, which is, you know, to wait for this thing until it's the right time. And not only is he going to like take away my old desires, he's going to give me his power to do it i don't have to rely on my willpower which is shoddy to say the most like this scripture gives so much hope to people who know they're gonna like who are just set on messing up like i i will never forget i asked a question at church one time and i was like okay me and my significant other have already planned a trip We're going to be together. Obviously, we're sleeping in the same bed. And I know I'm going to mess up when we go on a vacation. But I'm not about to cancel a vacation. (laughs) Oh, God. Anywho. And the pastor told me, he was like, you don't have to mess up. This is what I need you to do. He says, literally, you just have to pray, God, take the taste buds out of my mouth. Just take the desire away altogether. And I can sit here and tell you today that nothing went down on the vacation. Was it the wisest thing for me to still go on the vacation? No, but it did show God's power to keep me away and to keep me in his will, even when I was in hot water and my significant other at the time decided he was going to be celibate with me and I was like oh my god what what a gem like oh my god who would ever do that and I'm like yes this is a sign from god telling me that this is the one right god came back a couple months later and was like actually this is not the one I need you to cut him off and I'm like wait what no like we had we had made plans like This was going to be my future. Like, he was going to be it. And God was like, no. Because he doesn't have me as a first priority. And if he can't love me, then he can't love you properly either. And I was like, yo. (laughs) You got to be kidding me. And the hardest thing I had to do to this day, I cry about it. I had to let him go. But God will never ask you to give up something that he will not restore a hundred times over. Whatever you give up for God, he's going to upgrade for you. And that's Mark 10 and 30. And that's a promise. Do I miss him? Yes. Do I want to go back? Yes. But there's nothing more important to me right now than doing what God wants me to do. I've had too many chances to do it my way and I just feel like I'm desperate. I have to get it right. By any means necessary. Another key scripture that really helped me was 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. It says, you were bought With a high price. And you are not your own. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Now this thing here. oof, tough. Tough, tough, tough. I was like, so I'm renting this body. God gave me this. He gave me the air to breathe. Like this is where he lives now. The spirit lives inside of me now. This is his house. I have to treat it right because it's not mine. It's under management. You know, I'm renting it, so to speak. And you always treat things that aren't yours a little bit better than you would probably treat your own. And I lie to you not. One night I was going to go see an interest. And we were going to go hang out. We've hung out plenty of times before. No big deal go upstairs watching a movie things lead to another and I was super close to breaking my little two-year celibacy thing but God kept me and it was so strange before I went to his house that night I kept thinking about like that scripture kept popping in my head I'm not my own honor God with my body I was bought for a high price and I'm like why is this scripture in my head heavy and then that night, that scripture kept me from messing up my whole two-year streak. And ultimately, messing up possibly my friend's belief. And when girls say they celebrate, they're, they're not playing. You know, like when they, when girls say and when individuals say they're serious about, serious about God and that they're serious about waiting... That they're not playing. That it's a real thing. And that we can keep our word. You know? Like that was a greater testament to how powerful God is. I don't think it had nothing to do with me. It was great. But it was more of a testament to like how good and real God is. Because did I want to? Absolutely. But in the back of my mind, I was like, oh no, it ain't worth it. Mm -mm. I didn't put a little bit too much into this. (laughs) So, I mean, it all goes back to knowing your triggers. I probably should not have been watching movies in his bed. You know, hot water. But you live and learn, and God will keep you. But he always will give you a way to escape temptation. There's always a way out. Always. And he's going to allow you to choose every time. So how do we do this? How do we continue this walk of singleness or this walk of celibacy because they don't necessarily have to be together in my case they are but you gotta eat you gotta gotta eat you gotta feed and starve at the same time i had to eat daily like i had to feed myself with what god says about who i am what god says about sex and how you know it's meant it's kind of like a fire needs to be in a fireplace. It's got to be contained. Once fire gets out the fireplace, it's a hot mess, literally, and it ruins everything. So, like, you've got to see what he, God says about it for yourself. You've got to, like, literally transform your mind about what you thought about sex and, like, what how God actually sees it and why he created it and what he wants with it. You know, so I'm reading, I'm I'm eating, I'm feeding, like... The Sacred Search by Gary Thomas is a huge game changer. I'm reading all about that. I was reading The Power and Purpose of Singleness um, by Michael Kavanaugh. This is when The Weight by Devon Franklin and Megan Good came out. So I was reading that and all on that. I have to eat, period. And then you've got to have support. I would say if you don't have at least one or two people who are on the celibacy journey with you, you can you text me, call me, message me. I'll I'm gonna do it with you. Like you've gotta have a support system. I remember um one of my good friends who was also celibacy celibate with me, she gave me a card one day and I'm like, What is this? And she's like, just open it up. And she had some chocolates with it. And so you know I was hmm, hype about the chocolate. I open it up and she's like, happy six months celebers, celebratory And I'm like, oh my God. And like that card, her support, that little gift means so much more than like birthday gifts, even some Christmas gifts I've gotten. Like that means so much more because she is right there in my corner rooting for me. I, I'll call her when I'm struggling at night sometime or You know, say, you know what? I hit my third month of celibacy. I'm going to go to Dunkin' Donuts to treat myself. You want to come? Like, you've got to do this with a group or at least an accountability partner. Because it's hard. So hard. But again, just put forth some of the effort. God's going to handle the rest. But be wise about it. In conclusion, make a plan. You know, Once you determine what your triggers are, now, since you know, Saturdays after a party. That's the time where you like to, you know, indulge, make a plan for Saturdays. Maybe don't go to a party. Maybe have like a game night at a friend's house or make a plan to go around those triggers so that you're not put in that hot water. I should have never went and watched Netflix with that man. That was hot water. I'm not gonna listen to Trey songs all day and then expect for me not to be thinking about sex. Like, you got to watch and be wise about this. Cause it's no joke. And so now I want to hear you say so. If you're single, tell me about it. I want to hear the struggles. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what you eat on, you know, what you feed yourself. I want to know what's helped you. If you're celibate, please, please, I congratulate you. I commend you. Please keep up the good work. But I want to hear about your journey. Let me know. Whatever God puts on your heart to share, please let me hear you say so. That's a wrap for today's episode of Chris in Christ. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to hear from you again. Let's keep in touch. Follow me on all social media platforms at Chris and Christ. Until next time, remember, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the power of your testimony. Be blessed. Hey, play my music.